You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. So today's episode is going to be a deal analysis about a house hack in the West Highlands. So we'll go through the normal deal analysis about the client, the investment, the numbers, uh, the numbers while he's living there and the numbers while he once he's moved out to move on to the next rental property. But before we dive into it, I've got uh, someone new to introduce to the podcast that you'll be hearing from a lot over the next couple of years. And her name is Lauren Valinetti. And she's an agent and had a great opportunity a couple months ago to partner up with her. So she and I have been friends and colleagues for, I think, a little over two years, maybe two and a half, two and a half years now, right, Lauren? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then just as we were growing, and she's always had the investment focus as well, great opportunity and timing for us to partner up. So, Lauren, I'm glad to have you on the team. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. I've been an avid podcast listener for quite some time, so really excited to actually be here. Yeah. So we will dive into these details. Uh, and so, Lauren, you can take the lead on this because this is a property I think you closed on, I know it was a quarter three in 2020, but it was yep. in, I think, August, right? Yep. Okay. So give us the background on just the, the whole overview. Yeah. So our client here, he was looking to purchase his second investment property. He has been house hacking already on his first and was looking to do another house hack. And for this one specifically, location was really important to him. So we needed to find a really good balance between investment and lifestyle. He's young, single, and just wanted to be able to be closer to the city. Uh, so that was one of our, our main focuses here. And then he, when trying to identify a property, he wanted to find something that over time he would be able to add value to and be able to continue to uh, increase the rents and then also more of a longer term planned. He was looking for something that was zoned with a additional dwelling and also had the proper lot size to be able to do the additional dwelling. And that's an important thing to always like look at because, you know, with the, with the new Denver zoning code, a lot of stuff, you know, might be zoned ADU with the overlay, but you always got to check the actual lot size too, because, exactly. you know, a lot of Denver lots are, are pretty normal yep. and then sometimes they're not normal. And then you're, you're a couple hundred square feet short of being able to build one. Exactly. So this one checked out, right? Yep. All right. So as Lauren said, this is actually, I think he bought his first house hack about two, I think it was about two years ago. Yeah. And he's crushing it. Yeah. And the it. first one is a great one uh, up in Arvada, mm-hmm. you know, mother-in-law suite. So lots of, you know, just a great area, great income. But as you said, a little bit farther away from the city and the action that you're seeing in the West Highlands. So moved down there, wanted to find it. And this is actually property that, uh, like we said, a lot of times we find the house hacks and nomads on the MLS. But this was pretty unique because you you scooped up like this deal, like props to you on this, Lauren. Like give us the Thank background you. on how you guys actually found this property and you you hustled to make this one happen. Yeah, so I have a handful of clients that are looking specifically in this area. So I am pretty active looking in this area for any new inventory. There's just not a lot that pops up over here. So this one was a coming soon listing on the MLS, and this is something that's n- new on the uh, multiple listing service. So I was just able to reach out to the agent and just start doing my normal thing of just trying to get as much information from the, the listing agent as possible and just discovered that 
the sellers, they had already bought their replacement home. They were using a concierge program through a brokerage called Compass here. And that's a six-month free zero-interest loan to do any updates to the home to try and maximize the value of the home whenever you go to sell it. This was all during COVID at the same time. So they were struggling to get contractors in. The project was falling behind. And at the end of the day, they were just feeling a lot of pressure. So this one, they were waiting for the basement to be finished out before actually listing it. So the, the clock was ticking on them. And so they've got this six-month, basically interest-free you know, time. If they go past it, I'm assuming they start paying interest or penalties they or something? They have to pay the whole interest that would have been um, accrued from the very beginning. Oh, wow. So it's the whole amount accrued. Exactly. Okay. So that's going to add up to a couple dollars there yeah. and cause some stress. Correct. Um, and go back a few steps, as you mentioned in the MLS that there's that new coming soon, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, well, that's what, maybe a couple months old? I forget, I forget when National, yes. the uh, National Association of Realtors kind of made this new rule. So tell the listeners about this rule and this this nuanced update, because it's very yeah. nuanced, but you got people like Lauren out there hustling and go out there and, and scoop up some of these deals. Yeah. So about, I want to say four months ago, this was an, a rule that was put into effect and you are not allowed to have anybody walk through a home if it's listed as a coming soon until it actually hits active on the MLS. But I found out that there is a loophole for this by if you go under contract, site unseen, then you are then technically able to scoop up a coming soon listing. And how we wrote up the contract was within 24 hours of after going under contract, my client had the right to go and do a visual inspection to make sure that the property is holding up to the way that it was actually marketed, you know, on the listing. And then also too, the real estate agent was just fantastic on the other side, was able to send us pictures beforehand. So that was pretty much how we were able to move forward with it and every client is different. Some are comfortable with that. But again, it was listed at 580, which I'm sure we'll go over the numbers on the next slide. And after doing a couple of deals recently, I just knew with such low inventory plus low interest rates that this one is going to go for well over 600000 if it hit the MLS. So just explaining the opportunity, the appreciation value, our client felt comfortable enough to go ahead and and move forward. It hit all the other boxes that he was looking for. So that's pretty much how we were able to move forward on it. Yeah. And I mean, just to kind of stress one of the points you said is, you know, most properties in Denver, especially in the the Highlands, West Highlands, you know, that area property goes on the market, multiple offers over ask. And it's, you know, you'll get a black guy or two and usually lose out on a couple opportunities until you snag one. So this is why this one was such a, a great deal. Yep. All right, so let's talk about the property here. So it's a detached single family in the West Highlands. Um, what it's uh, not too far from like Forty Fourth and Sheridan. Mm-hmm. So it's a three bedroom, two bath. I actually haven't walked the property, so describe the layout to me because there was some mm-hmm. value add stuff here. Yeah. So the biggest value add was again the fact that the client or the seller was already remodeling and finishing out the basement. So the biggest value that we saw was in the basement. There is a separate entrance to be able to get down there and it's already plumbed for my client to build out a additional kitchen down there. Um, 
So pretty much everything was brand, brand new down in the basement. Um, the first floor, they had a addition for the master bedroom and they remodeled the bathroom as, as well on the first floor. And then the other bedroom is definitely a little bit on the smaller side. Uh, so realistically, it's, if he's going to do a split unit, it's probably going to be a couple living on the top floor and then somebody else living on the bottom, bottom units. But the layout, yeah, so it was a, a two two bedroom upstairs with one bathroom. The kitchen was pretty much dated, but a pretty good size. So again, really good value add there to be able to update uh, a addition for the master bedroom. And then downstairs in, in the basement was a large open den space, really good height ceilings, a lot of natural lights, brand new built out bedroom, and then brand new three quarter bathroom. Yeah. So, I mean, great, great layout here. So let's talk about the, you know, getting getting the actual contract done. We'd already talked about how you found the property and how you, you know, you scooped that one up. Um, so one in our contract and how, you know, how was the due diligence and inspection phase? Yeah. So another great thing about this property was it was just one single owner. So he was fantastic and was able to walk the property with us, um, the first section, and then me and my client, we were able to walk it pr- privately, but the seller was able to point out all the additions that he's made. And when the ins- the inspector came out, pretty much just gave us, gave the home a gold star. I mean, the way that the house sit on the slope is something that I'm really in I really focus on making sure that, that there's been no water seeping into the foundation. There's a beautiful Douglas tree out front. Um, luckily, just the way that that tree sits, none of the roots were going into the home or anything like that. That Bra- is very fortunate. <laughs> yeah, brand, brand new roof. Um, the only only downfalls of this property, again, A, we weren't able to see the finished product during the inspection of that that basement. Um, but just from what we did see, the quality of work was great. Uh, me previously being with Compass, uh, they were using a preferred um, contractor. So felt really good about the quality of work that they were going to be doing there. Um, the only thing that we found was that the furnace was original. I forget the name that the seller, they had a, a name for it. Uh, and then also there was no air condition in this unit. So, you know, the sellers had been there for quite some time. They were able to live with it. They were okay with not having AC. All of the windows uh, were replaced. Overall, I mean, it was just a really good solid property. Um, there's a one car garage in the back uh, that doesn't have an automatic door. And then also the the driveway going up into the one car garage was pretty much done. Um, but only concerns that we came back with again was just the old furnace and then not having air condition. And I mean, the fact that for, you know, I, I know a lot of people in Denver, they've, they've walked these older homes, they've walked in you know, this part of mm-hmm. town, like the fact that the only major issue was a furnace. Yep. I mean, that's easy peasy for properties like this. Exactly. And what were some of the like, because I, I get what you're saying. I'm curious if you can recall, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, one homeowner has been there for decades and they, they a lot of times they take care of it well. They do mm-hmm. these little upgrades. Like what were like, what were some of the things that they're like, oh, yeah, that's just like a great, great little bonus there that doesn't add value to the property. Yeah. But it's just nice that it's done or makes life easier. Yeah, he was all about storage. So they really tried to just maximize the amount of space that they had for additional storage. 
He had built out the whole entire attic up there and put in additional vents. So uh, it looked like the wife really loved Christmas. So the amount of Christmas stuff that they had up there (laughs) was really impressive. But um, there was just little nooks and crannies throughout the whole house where he was able to put um, additional storage. So again, you know, just being able to have that value for your, your tenants down the road is fantastic. So plus he was an avid gardener, had beautiful garden in the backyard. Uh, the front yard, there was um, no maintenance. So it was a, a low maintenance yard in the front. The backyard was definitely his his like pride. He took very good care of it. Uh, he had the one car garage, which was, which was his workshop. Didn't really use it to park his car. And he also had a additional storage. Oh, and another thing is I forgot um, they had replaced the whole entire sewer line. Oh, so I forgot to mention that. Yeah, so that was, and that's a uh, also under warranty. So between the roof, the sewer line, everything else, um, yeah, it was just a really great value. It's it can be a little bit nerve wracking when you're going into a a older home, for sure. Oh yeah, we've definitely dealt with some collapsed sewer lines in that part of town. Yeah. So what uh, what was the outcome of the inspection? I know it sounded like the main objection was the furnace. Yep. Um, my client did want me to also request to have the air conditioning unit installed. That was, um, a hard one. I feel like for, for any, for any seller to want to foot the bill, uh, for something that they were okay, not living with. So of course they came back with saying no to the air conditioning unit, but they did come back with giving him a credit for the furnace. I got a quote, um, you know, from one of Preston's. HVAC guys who was phenomenal, probably the best pricing that I've seen. And he was able to quote us like $4,500 to be able to get a new furnace and a AC unit done at the same time. $4,500 for both? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was extremely impressed as well. So we didn't want the seller to put in the, the new furnace and then us put in the air condition unit afterwards because the amount of cost savings that you get of doing both at the same time, you know, is, is fantastic. So we just asked for the credit for the new furnace. That way he could also get the air condition installed. Makes sense. And what was the, uh, you said about $4,500 for the, uh, credit or I'm sorry, the furnace and the AC, Mm -hmm. what was the credit you got negotiated? 30, 3,500. So I mean, yeah, so it replaced the furnace. Perfect. Exactly. An extra thousand bucks for the AC. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's an easy pill to swallow. Exactly. Yep. So I know, um, you know, this is his second house act. So he's going with a five percent down conventional. And as you know, the listeners probably know at this point, that's what most of our house hackers nomads go with because that is a very easy, straightforward loan. Gives us lots of options, and you can do those all day long. First, second, third, fourth, tenth property, no issues there. So five percent down conventional. Now, this was something you, uh, I remember at the time, since the basement was in the process of being remodeled, mm-hmm. you guys had the appraisal done, looked good, but there were some conditions because of the remodel. Correct. Yep. So the appraisal came in at, at value, and sometimes the appraiser, there's conditions that they find. One example on a previous deal that I'd done, uh, the appraiser wanted the hot water heater to be attached to the wall. It was a safety deal. It was a F- FHA so the appraisers for FHA can be a little bit more sh- stringent, but I totally understand why the appraiser was requesting more information for pictures of the basement after it was finished because he was quoting it based upon that 
that bathroom being done. So yeah. they just needed to have proof and pictures that everything had been done, completed. Luckily, this this appraisal company, they were okay doing pictures. They didn't charge us to have the appraiser come back out. Great. So got that done, got the photos in, and appraisal, appraisal came in back at value. Um, and for PMI, he opted to prepay it and also bought the interest rate down, which yes. we'll jump into here on the spreadsheet. So as you listeners know, we plug these properties into uh, Joe Massey's rental spreadsheet. So we're going to go through the numbers here. We're going to do our best to give you a high-level overview so you can understand while you're listening. If you want the exact details or to see uh, screenshots of the spreadsheet, click the link in the show notes or email me and Lauren, and we can send you over a spreadsheet as well. So we put in here, and this is, we're going to run actually two analyses on. Let me back up a second. We're, we're going to run one while he's living there, you know, while he's house hacking, and then we'll run one when he moves out and converts into a rental property once he's on to house hack number three. So we plugged in 5% down, and then we plugged in upfront, uh, we selected upfront paid mortgage insurance from the drop-down menu. Now in Joe's spreadsheet here, uh, as you guys know, PMI calculations is a very wonky calculation. So his kind of gives an average out there and they spent about $8,800 based on the spreadsheet. Uh, we won't give the exact amount, but his PMI was significantly lower than that or the, the upfront payment on there was significantly lower than that. So what we did on there is we just lowered the acquisition cost to kind of offset those things right there uh, to make it lower. So plugging the purchase price of 580, acquisition of about $8,000, um, down payment of just $29,000. And we put in there for the seller credits of 3,500 and the initial repair cost of about 5,700. So that's furnace, AC. AC, driveway, paint. Okay. And this was stuff that needed to be done or stuff that he wanted to do? Uh, Driveway, he definitely wanted to be able to use the garage, so that was something that he wanted to to do. Because you said it was like a small patch that needed to be done? Yeah, I mean, the yeah. whole thing was just crumbling apart. So, um, And also, too, I know we chat a little bit about garages. You know, a, a one way to make additional rent is you can just rent out your garage and make a pretty, um, you know, like 100 bucks a month on it. So Yeah. So is that, do you know is that his plan is going to rent it out? to a tenant or someone because they have six or 100 200 bucks over there he's creative so yeah. i think his whole plan is just to figure out how he can just maximize it if that's the best re- best route then i'm sure he will definitely do that and so you guys are estimating about 57 dollars for all that just yeah. repair the driveway uh some paint and then the hvac and furnace right correct so all in i mean the spreadsheet says about forty nine thousand dollars. so that's a very close ballpark to what he was and we had mentioned that he bought his interest rate down. Guys, interest rate at a stinking 2.5%. <laughs> he was so excited about that. Yeah, I mean, so to date, I think he gets the gold star for lowest interest rate I've seen so far for a 30-year okay. fixed. I've not seen anything lower than that, have you? I haven't, no. Yeah, I Definitely mean, so not. like, and this is one of the reasons kind of going back to, you know, why, you know, yes, the market's hot right now, but still a good time to buy because... You're, you're basically getting money that's cheaper than inflation on a 30-year fix. Like, it's, you know, from a, a spreadsheet, financial move, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. So, of course, we're doing a 30-year amortization on here. Um, and so, we run the written numbers here. I know he mentioned maybe building out a kitchen or kitchenette in the basement. Yes. But you said he's planning on, like, living in the basement mm-hmm. um, and then renting out the top floor to, you know, separate tenants. Mm-hmm. So we plug the numbers here of $1,800 a month for the top, which is a 2 one 
With Kitchen, with right? With Kitchen, yep. yeah. And so I think 1800, 1800 over there sounds realistic slash conservative, mm-hmm. which is how we like to run the numbers. And then 5% vacancy, all the other normal assumptions, and we'll get into how much the bottom unit can rent for. And then, you know, no property management while he's living there. We're still going to put away 8% of reserves while he's living there. Um, probably actually be less than that since he's living there and the property sounds like it's just in really great shape for that area and age, right? Um, taxes are just over 2000 bucks. Property insurance, just under $1,000. So he got a great quote there. Um, water and sewer... I mean, and this is based off because you show me the utility bills like this owner kept very meticulous spreadsheet records for like a decade plus. Yes. So run us through the utility numbers here, because I know I know you guys dug into that. Yeah. He um, again, our client, he's numbers oriented, really enjoyed working with him. And we were able to request this information from the seller. And it was just great that he had this in a Excel spreadsheet for us. So water and sewer is at 480. Electric is at 700 and then landscaping for 1,000. Again, he had zero escape in the front. Um, in the backyard is where he put a lot of uh, pride into it. So 1,000 for that. All right. So now we're going to go to the numbers here. So this is on the, um, the I think, a cash flow tab of Joe's spreadsheet, that second uh, tab on there. So it shows an annual cash flow of negative $12,500 a year, which is basically about a, a, thousand, a negative $1,000 a month. Now, again, just to list that number, put that in the context because he's living there with very conservative underwriting of, you know, accounting for property taxes, insurance, uh, utilities, all that stuff. So he's living in a hot part of town with, you know, lots of appreciation potential, great rent potential there as well, access to, you know, the the cool stuff around there for $1,000 a month, which is basically about what it costs to rent a room out there, yep. give or take a couple bucks. Yep. Um, but in the meantime, he's doing that while he's building equity, paying down debt, and has a great future asset. So while he's living there, only living about $1,000 a month. And again, this where it comes in the balance of like his main goal wasn't to like, uh, you know, maximize his cash while living there, but to buy a, a he's very long-term focused by a, a long-term asset for, for retirement purposes while also balancing out, you know, personal wants of, Hey, living, living somewhere cool and enjoying the benefits of living near downtown. So looking at this, I mean, a thousand dollars a month to live there while holding an asset. That's the one in my book. I would definitely agree. So now we're going to run through the analysis of once he moves out. So all these numbers are going to stay exactly the same. You know, the purchase price, down payment, acquisition costs, interest rate, uh, our assumptions, all of them stay the same because he's already bought the property, but this is going to be a year, year and a half, two years out when he moves out. And so we're being, again, conservative with rents, assuming our rent assumptions that we accounted for today, hopefully in a year or two, they've bumped up, a, you know, a percent or two or 3%, but we like to be conservative. So we put in, uh, we put this as a two unit on here just for simplicity on the spreadsheet. So unit one, we kept at $1,800 because he's going to run out probably the top unit separately. And then the bottom unit, you put in at $1,200. Mm-hmm. But explain to me what you guys, what you did here with the adding the kitchen, because I think that's yeah. not with the kitchen, right? Correct. Yeah. Because if we added the kitchen for year two, the initial repair costs would be going up for that. So just to make things easy for us is we're going to just be running this as if he would be renting out the bottom unit as, as is. So there would be no additional kitchen in the basement. 
So altogether, that's about $3,000 a month in rental income, which is very realistic to me over there. And if he puts a kitchen kitchenette down there, you guys are thinking, what, fourteen, fifteen hundred a month? $1,800. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. for the, the down yeah, unit. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah. excuse me. So, you know, you, rental income would bump up a couple hundred dollars a month. And hopefully, again, with, you know, uh, going a year or two out, hopefully some some bigger rents as well. And the other thing, too, in none of these calculations, we're not throwing in an extra $100, $200 a month for the garage or right. some more creative ways, which obviously would help cash flow numbers. So going through the move out, um, a lot of the assumptions are the same. He's going to self-manage. Uh, we put away 8% for repairs and maintenance. Taxes, um, state about that. Insurance, um, about the same. Water sewer, um, I think he said he's going to continue to pay for. And then... Uh, he has not figured out what he wants to do with the utilities yet. So to be very conservative, mm-hmm. we underwrote it at, he's going to be paying the Excel bill about you know, maybe $1,500 a year. And he may just eat that or he could probably pay it and then bump up the rents a little bit. And he's going to continue to pay for landscaping because I think like the previous owner, he's definitely got, got the green thumb too, right? So he wants exactly. to take care of it. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of times we'll put down the tenants to do the snow removal and landscaping. But it's funny, like the previous owner, he's got a green thumb too. So he wants to make sure it stays looking amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes for tenants, if they're looking to save, you know, a couple of of extra bucks on their rent and bills, when it comes to landscaping, they're not going to be watering the lawn every single day. Oh, I want to (laughs) be. I don't care about brown grass on a rental. (laughs) Our uh, client definitely wants to make sure that he's able to keep the yard looking, looking well. So. So once he moves out here, um, you know, estimating about a thousand dollars a year in cash flow. So usually what we say, you know, if it's a negative 1000 to positive 1000 a year in cash flow, it's about break even in our mind because, hey, give or take a few bucks here and there. But again, and this is something you have to keep in mind about what the strategy, and this is something that our client knows, understands. He's got a very long-term mindset focus, believes in the Denver market, and just wants to build long-term wealth. So he likes the area because of all the appreciation, you know, all the rent growth we could, we could, you know, that he should see and just need a great long-term asset for retirement building. So the fact that's in cash flow, you know, $1,000 a month on the, cons- I'm sorry, $1,000 on the conservative side, you add in a kitchen update, you add in renting out the garage, I and mean, that could go up to, you know, three, dollars $4,000 a year then. So a good bump. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did you guys have any estimates for what the cost? that the kitchen would be? We don't. Yeah. I wish I had those those numbers just so we could run it through here. But, um, you know, the, the space is already there. The plumbing, electric. One thing I didn't really mention beforehand, um, the seller's wife, she had her own sewing business downstairs in the basement. So when it comes to like electrical wiring, it is it is set up for it. So oh. it should be super easy to get like a small kick, um, you know stove in there. And those are things a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize, especially like first-time yeah. house hackers, is looking at the electrical and especially yeah. the plumbing, because those those are things that can really make adding in a bathroom or kitchen. I mean, that can be extra ten, twenty thousand yeah. dollars if you have to jackhammer up the foundation or something. Exactly. So overall, I mean, just a phenomenal, um, you know, long-term wealth building asset that also works well for him while he's living there. So just a win-win on the balancing act of good investment while also living there. So hats off the client and Lauren, hats off to you for scooping on this phone. Cause I remember you, you were telling me about it as you were hunting down and I was like, holy crap, you scored that one. So 
Thumbs up it. to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So thank you for listening. Check the show notes. If you got questions, reach out to me. Reach out to Lauren. Uh, and you'll be hearing us say a lot more from Lauren as well because she is. Uh, we're partnered up now and she is slinging a lot of deals. All right. Have a great one, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.